Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did. This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam. Beer showers about. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. Hayes out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. Hey, hey, welcome to the 11.7 podcast, weekend number two recap for the 2022 season. No Dez today, but we do have Dimitri and Stoney up late night, Sunday night. We just re we just released our mid-major top 25 and our always famous bottom 10 teams in the country. If you guys don't follow us already on social media, I don't know what you're doing, we come up with content ideas like this, mid-major top 25, rank the best mid-major teams, one through 25. And then, of course, we got to show some love to the bottom 10 teams in the nation, the teams that just haven't won a game yet and just keep getting blown out. So definitely check it out. We'll talk a little bit more about this podcast. But, man, we got a lot of stuff to discuss about this weekend of college baseball. Um, before we do any of that, we're going to go opening thoughts here. One, if you're watching us on YouTube, on the Apollo Podcast Network YouTube channel, definitely like and subscribe. And you're probably wondering why I'm wearing a suit and tie right now. It's Sunday night, 11 p.m. Eastern. And, I mean, I look good. Let's, let's you know, I'm drinking a little cup of coffee. I look like this is the Tonight Show with Ben Upton. <laughs> and so the reason why I'm wearing this suit, if, if you guys follow me on Twitter, I do these little fun, harmless bets. And I bet that Tommy Tanks, Tommy White for NC State, was not going to hit a home run on Saturday. And he didn't. He did not hit one home run. He hit two. It was an idiot. And no. I said, if he hits a home run today, I'll, I'll, I'll record tomorrow's podcast in a suit and tie, thinking that Quinnipiac, or Quin how do you pronounce that school? Remember Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac. I said it right. There yeah, it I, I thought, no way they're even going to pitch to him. Like, let somebody else beat him. Sure enough, he hits two home runs and a doubleheader, and here I am sweating in my own house recording a podcast. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what's going on with me. Uh, Stony, any kind of opening remarks from uh, regarding maybe Friday night? Um, yeah, it was weird. Baseball wasn't played Friday night. I don't <laughs> really know what happened. Um, there was no. no baseball being played in Starkville. Not not a single one. Not a high school one. Not middle school. T ball. None none of it. No baseball. Okay. <laughs> no, well, they, that's fair. <laughs> they uh, they got they got beat on Friday. It was kind of surprising. They didn't get the timely hits that they needed. Um, they didn't hit a lot. They had scored six runs. I believe they had like four hits. So less than ideal when you're playing Northern Kentucky. But uh, Saturday and Sunday. Shout out to Dimitri. Dimitri, do you want to remind the fans what you said on Thursday night's podcast about that series? I said, wouldn't it be crazy if Northern Kentucky, the Norsemen, went into Starkville and took the series? That was going to be my upset of the week, but then I changed it. And Friday night, I was like, no, no, no way. No way. <laughs> no way they're about to do it. I mean, one win is still a shock. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, and even get the series. One win is like holy shit. And and speaking of Mississippi State baseball, obviously we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. But right before we started recording, Stony hopped into the the Twitter Spaces titled <laughs> Mississippi State Baseball, and just tell us was the the first and only thing you heard before you logged off of that Twitter space. So before the podcast, when we're brainstorming and coming up with the top twenty five for a mid major poll. Um, I was just kind of toying around. I was on Twitter and you said something about the Mississippi state spaces and how they're going on right now. And I was just like, Oh, it, I'm sure it's going to be completely reasonable and just rational facts and no overreactions. 
first thing I hear and the only thing I hear in this space is right as I tuned in. So I don't even believe that we'll be a four seed at a regional this year. <laughs> I don't even think we're going to be considered as a four seed for a regional. I, guys. You know, they lose two out of three to Long Beach State, and they lose one game to Northern Kentucky, and the whole season melts away. It, guys, it's so funny. It's, it's 35 degrees in Starkville when they're playing baseball right now. Yeah, of course, we're probably not going to hit or pitch as well as we can when it's 40 degrees outside. We're Southern boys. We don't we don't like the cold. The whole By landscape the way, of college baseball is so funny. You lose one game and and the whole season's ruined. We, we, By the way, we play fifty six games here, boys. Now let's just step forward a little bit. If Mississippi State, because you remember last year that series with Tulane, it was spicy. That shit was a little spicy. They're going down to Tulane in New Orleans. If they lose that series to Tulane. Oh, they are man. going to burn duty down. The, the spaces are going to be incredible. And I think we should just play that next week if that's what happens. Yeah. What are they? Three? They're four and three right now, right? With a midweek win. Yes. Yes. Okay. They lose. Who do they play midweek this week? Who cares? Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. So let's it. just say they win. They're going to be five and three. They lose series two lane. They're going to be six and five. And they haven't really played. I mean, okay. They haven't played an SEC team yet. And that's the tough part of their schedule. That's how they started in 2019, though. And then by the end of their 16th season, they won like six in a row. So I'm not pushing the panic button. Right. But I'm just here to see Mississippi State Twitter go up in flame. That is entertainment. That is Lounge Dog. I want to see Lounge Dog literally tweet, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Um, State Twitter, completely rational, great fan base. So that's the Mississippi State talk of the show. We got that away early. Um, I mean, who are we kidding, though? This is the Tommy Tanks, the Tommy White NC State show. We're going to we're going to just. Address what happened this weekend, the the freshmen. Before we get into it, before we get into it, I just want to make sure the fans know we are working to get him on. No promises probably 500 other networks and cable companies and whatever podcasters are all trying to reach out. Um, he went to the same high school as Matthew Nelson. I'm good friends. So I'm not trying to name drop here or anything, but we are trying to get him on because I feel like that would be an electric show and you guys would love to, to be able to listen to that one. So we're working on that. We are not just sitting here making bottom 10 rankings or anything. We're actually working on that. I'm actually in favor of not getting him on the show yet because if if he comes on the show and oh, starts sucking, and we'd, which would be the curse, he cannot continue to do this. There's no way that he can continue to keep this this nine home runs in eight games, 29 RBIs. Uh, the stats he's putting up are ridiculous, and he's 18 years old. He's a true freshman. I'm going to read you these stat lines, and I'm going to read you four other kids that are also in contention for the best starts of the season so far. And his numbers absolutely swamp all four of them. You can almost add the other four combined. And the other four kids are having incredible seasons. So Tommy Tanks, Tommy White, hitting 588, nine homers, 29 RBIs, and 20 hits. The next closest is Trey – now let's say Jake Geloff from from Virginia. He's hitting 611. By the way, hit the cycle today. Hit for the cycle, 6-11 on the year, five homers, 19 RBIs, only 11 hits, though. Trey Lipscomb, Lipscomb from Tennessee, 577, four homers, 20 RBIs, 15 hits. Kevin Parada from Georgia Tech, 485, five homers, 17 home runs, 16 hits. And then Brad Malm from Albany has eight homers this year. He's only hitting 345. I know that's funny to say. 16 <laughs> RBIs, 10 hits. Hey, I mean, you you take two of those guys and add them together, and they they match what Tommy White is doing right now. Brad Mom, speaking of Brad Mom, this morning, um, his I don't want to say his agent, his brother works for a sports agency company, and it works with my friend, and they they have like agent nil, like a, a nil representative. It's not their actual agent, but a lot of these guys have nil representation from. Like, um, you know, what's the, uh, like rock nation represents some college guys. Um, so a bunch of, bunch of big time, um, CAA who represents like Bo and other guys, they're representing college guys for their nil deal. Anyway, long story short, he DM me and said, Hey, check out, check this guy out. Literally. I literally went to go search the name 
and I was like, holy shit, he's got a home run. He literally just hit it. And I was I was like, dude, this guy's and got eight. And talking- all eight of them have been two-run homers? No, no, like seven uh, of them. But he had a solo home run today. But anyway, I was like, dude, this guy's one behind Tommy White. And everyone's all over Tommy White. It's because this kid plays at Albany. And most people don't even know that's Division One. But um, I guess to kind of recap the Tommy Tommy White segment we're going to have, I mean, this kid's doing it to the deepest part of the field. I want to say all of his home runs have been between left center and right center, majority dead center and right center, and he's a right-handed hitter. I've never seen anything like it. I don't know if there's ever been a start to a college season, or sorry, not even a season, start to a college career even close to what Tommy White is doing, and he no took way. the internet by storm. No Social media, I mean, he's his social media is darling right now. Um, yeah, nine home runs in, in eight games with 29 RBIs. That's a full season. It's disgusting. That's a full that's, season. I think that's eight. You know, you stick your left fielder in left field, your sophomore, will probably hit, you know, 280 with nine home runs, and you're like, not a bad season. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you guys this, and, and the listeners are going to think this is funny. Not to brag, but my freshman year, I was a freshman All-American, one of the top 50 freshmen in the country. I hit five home runs and 28 RBIs. And Tommy White has nine homers and 29 RBIs through two weeks. So <laughs> it's it's unbelievable what this freshman is doing. Comparing it to my freshman All-American season in 2014, he's already outperformed me, and, and he's playing in eight games. So it so- is what it is. If he hey. goes on to have the normal season that everyone thought he was going to have, he's going to end up with like 25 home runs and yeah, he, he's 60 over RBIs. 20. Over 20. His, I hope he stays healthy. A little backstory for some of the listeners. Um, Tommy White is from the same hitting facility that Matthew Nelson, which I think you get, most of you guys remember from last year. We had him on the show. Awesome Florida guy. State's catcher that yep. hit 20 homers um, last year. His, their hitting coach, they have the same hitting coach, which is Stance Doctor. You guys look him up, look him out, or look up, search him on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. He, he, um, Bichette, Bob Bichette hit there. I'm not saying he's his coach. He, they used the same facility, same facility. Um, Taylor Motter, another former big leaguer, went to Coastal Carolina, used the facility. A lot of big leaguers go there. And he told me, literally told me after his first one, he said he, he's, he's going to hit, he's going to absolutely tear up pitching this year. He knew it was coming. I mean, just look at his swing. It's violent. And everything he hits is the other way. He will not let a fastball, a breaking ball, fool him. So if we guys watch him fastball in, he'll he'll jam himself and hit it foul. It's what Bo does too. The same hitting philosophy, just a little like insider, like insight kind of thing. It's sick. Watch Tommy White. He will I, not let a curveball fool him very often. I want to ask you guys a question. How does a guy like this miss on the MLB draft last year? Was it projectability? No Was it size? Was the Maybe cut he's of only... the draft. I have yeah, no I know, idea. But... I mean, dude. I mean, in, in, okay. Coming out of Tampa, Florida, how do you end up in this uh, NC State? I'm not saying NC State's not good. Imagine. I'm I mean, saying, look at like, all the schools that he passed up on to get to NC State, like on the way from just Tampa to Raleigh, North Carolina. Even the SEC, Florida State, Miami, Florida, just in his South own Carolina, state. And then he passed Georgia, South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia on the way up there, North Carolina, and then you have the whole SEC on on. You know the golf side. It's I mean, wild. Good for good for NC State. It, it's going to be interesting to see two months from now if we if if he's still relevant because if he's still relevant, it means that it was not a fluke these last two years. And I'm not saying it's a fluke, but I'm saying that it's very very hard to maintain even close to these numbers. And so, dude, dude, I asked you before the show. I was like, what is the closest thing to this? And with Wes Clark last year as a junior. And seniors. I think he hit five he homers even, in the first six games. And it yeah. wasn't even this good. Yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> tip a cap to Tommy White. I mean, you guys, if you spent any time on social media, you probably saw his name multiple times. Um, but some of the other bigger storylines from this weekend, Sacramento State goes into Long Beach State. And this was coming off a weekend where Long Beach State upset Mississippi State. They won two out of three in Starkville. Riding high. If you go back to... Thursday's podcast, I I said Sacramento State is going to upset Long Beach State and win the series. Not only did Sacramento State win the series, they swept Long Beach State. Just put them down. Never let them up. Um, So they're definitely very high up on our mid-major top 25. You guys will have to check it out and see 
where they stand, but what a statement win for the Hornets, a program that has been very good, but never really got over the hump. And to go into a Long Beach State team coming off of a, a huge weekend, one of the biggest weekends they've had in a long time, probably since 2019 when they swept Mississippi State, um, and then they just fell on their face. And, and I, I told you guys it was, it was coming. It was such a letdown series for Long Beach State. It was such and a such a, moment. such a get-up moment. And this Sacramento State team lost to University of British Columbia, a Canadian team, Canadian NAIA school, on Wednesday of last why, week. Why are we bringing this up? Because, I mean, I think it's funny. <laughs> There's an NAIA school in Canada that beat the Sacramento State team the same week they swept Long Beach State. I'm not here to hate on NAIA or D2 or anything like that. I think there's plenty of good D2, good JUCO, good NAIA that can compete with D1. Don't get me wrong. But no don't doubt. Just, don't, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about in general. And I just think it's so lame and eyewash when they're like, oh, NAIA, we're, we're just as good. Dude, Sacramento State probably didn't give two shits about this game. They didn't even probably – they probably threw all their guys just to get one inning in, get some work in. Their hitter, probably half of their lineup would probably, you know, to play three innings and then they were out of the game. Do you realize, Ben, you're a hitter, you know this. After the three first time through the lineup, most starters, when they get to the second, third time against really bad pitching, they start slaughtering them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. I'm sure Sacramento State got their guys got one AB, maybe two, and they were out of the game, let other guys play. So stop tooting your horn about right. NAIA. It- it was probably guys that weren't going to be on the travel roster to go to Long Beach just to get some work in. And, yeah, I mean, if people want to hold that against did, Sacramento State, it was not an NCAA game. Sacramento it wasn't, State it was, did them a damn favor. Like, mm-hmm. that team probably wanted to come south. It fit their schedule, and they said, hey, come on down, we'll play. They didn't have to play this game, nor do they have any interest really in playing this game. Speaking of Sac State, they just favored at our tweet from mid-major power rankings. Not a big this, deal. Yeah, this is always fun to do live or do podcasts while, like, right after we we post big tweets, um, because we'll keep you guys. So we can updated. get the reactions. On yeah, stuff. yeah, I love it. Um, another big storyline. I mean, it's very hard to ignore. Well, hey, Tennis- one more thing about one more thing about that Long Beach series. Long Beach's Friday night guy has started the season with like thirteen scoreless innings. Mm-hmm. They were relievers that's thrown like nine scoreless innings throughout the year, and their Sunday starter threw like six scoreless. He got, I think he got roughed up by Mississippi State on Sunday. He did, if yeah. I'm, if I'm correct. So he yeah. had, he did have a bounce back weekend there. That pitching staff will be just fine. Yep. Yeah, no, they're going to be just fine. And, and there's Long Beach State still ranked very high in our mid major poll. Um, so it was, it was good to see Sac State kind of take that step and say, hey, we're one of the best mid major programs in the country. We're here for real. Seven and zero on the season so they're far. They're good every year, man. Yeah. Um, but dude, this next storyline, Tennessee plays Iona and I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil it. Iona is our number one. T- they're the worst team in the country in our opinion, but Tennessee outscores them 68 to three over three games. They needed one more run, dude. One more run for 69, nice. which would have been nice. Um, nice. <laughs> but I mean, every game it was, it was an absolute beatdown. There was pitchers throwing for Iona that have never pitched since high school, and just Lindsey Nelson Stadium was loving every bit of it. It was 21 nothing at a point, and the, the fans were still just rowdy as hell. What a dude, it's hard. Like, I'm telling you, if you put up a lot of these, if you took Mercer's team and played against a high school team, they're not winning 29 to nothing. They're not. You know what I'm saying? It's so hard to, to beat a team, score that many runs. Hey, Trey Lift come on the cycle back to back game yeah, twice. I know he did hit it once. He almost one hit it double twice. away from having two cycles on the weekend. I mean, that should be that's batting practice. All I know is next week for Tennessee, it, it's a it's a trap series. They're playing Texas, aren't they? No, they'll be in. Uh, oh, the you're right. Classic. They're, they're playing the Texas for a game, yep. and then I think they get Baylor and Oklahoma. Are the other? Imagine two. those guys actually seeing real pitching next week. They're going to be like, "Oh my god, this is ten miles an hour faster than anything yeah. we've seen." This I want to see. I want to see. I hope they bring in that reliever that throw the hundred. Ben Joyce, bring him in. Please yes. bring him in and, and go all out and try to. I mean, obviously they got to have the lead. It's got to be close against Texas, but I mean. Yeah, you, you use your bullets it. on uh, Friday night against Texas. That's 
That's the one you yeah. got to use them on. But they're say, people are saying Ben Joyce, the 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 king, the one that throws 104 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. He's not even a top four reliever form. Like Which even Coach disgusting. Vitello was saying, he like be. he will be. But I end know, of the year. but dude. Vitello was even saying, like, yeah, it was good to see him go out there and get some confidence, which means he doesn't trust him. He doesn't throw he strikes, might, I guarantee you. Yeah, no, he I mean, might be like probably, it's impossible Sar- to throw strikes. Eric Sarantola last year from Mississippi mm-hmm. State. Yeah. He comes in, he can throw 100, but he, he has no idea where the ball's going every time. That's the problem. Yeah. This guy, and, and that's the problem as a hitter, too. Yeah. <laughs> there is no worse feeling than seeing a guy throwing 95 and having no idea. I couldn't imagine 10 miles an hour on top of that. Having no idea where it's going. Um, Crazy, but, right? Hey, speaking it, of t- Tennessee playing Texas, we can just talk about that series with Alabama. No, I, I want to get to one more one more storyline before ahead, we get to ahead. Texas and Alabama. The Ivy League. Ivy Let's League go. plays some baseball after 719 days without playing a, an affiliated game. Um, the Ivy League canceled the you know, when COVID came around in 2020 to cancel the rest of the season, like every other school did. Um, Ivy League was first. I remember that. And mm-hmm. then they around January or maybe December of, of that of the last year. It was, it, was, they, it was like three weeks, two, three weeks before the season because they were practicing. Yeah. I, I want to say, yeah, it was, January. it was January. Ivy League came out and said, hey, we're not playing a season. We're, we're not doing this whole COVID thing. You know, sorry. You and remember so the, Georgetown with one of like with and, also and, like well Georgetown's it. not even Ivy League but yeah Georgetown no. shut down the season too and no, they played but they were practicing on their own paying for their own like yes shit. you're right you're right but the Ivy League anyways they come out and play for the first time in 719 days and shout out to the Penn Quakers because Friday night they beat Texas A&M in College Station a team that Stony is very high on and they they actually what? just very won a game. On. Yeah, they just won a game about an hour ago. They won game three to win the series against Texas A&M after scoring five runs in the top of the ninth when they were down five to three. So Penn, excited to play baseball again and, um, you know, opening the season with a with an SEC series win. That's incredible. It, it really is. They haven't seen another team's pitching in, in almost two years. Let me ask you a question. Do you think – I mean, okay, I know, but do you think Penn wanted it that much more than Texas A&M wanted it? No doubt. And and you remember the tweet from Friday where, or maybe it was Thursday, one of the Penn players clapped when the plane landed (laughs) and the coach blew him up and said, this is not what we are as a program. Don't ever do that again. Um, Shout out to their coach. That was a joke, I thought. No, I thought it was beautiful. It was sarcastic that the coach was like, we don't clap when we land because he was the only one doing it. I think it was sarcastic. No, I think he was being serious. No chance. No chance the coach yeah, gets mad for a kick. Ben, oh. Ben, stop. Did you get you really think You really think a coach <laughs> is going to bitch his player off for clapping when they're landing? Yeah, I do. Because no, it's, dude, no, dude there's dude, nothing stop. worse than the people that clap. There's two people that are terrible. People that clap when the when the plane lands successfully, and people that clap when the movies are over in the theaters. <laughs> those are the two worst people in the world. I, I, if you're one of those people, never listen to the show know, again. Dude, people that don't use the blinker are pretty fucking bad. Too. I don't care about that. Don't clap when the movie's over. Nobody can hear you. Anyway, people... <laughs> dude. Anyway, dude. It was the joke, and you're 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 psycho. I got you duped. He... If that's a joke, then I got duped. No, anyway, um. Oh, and then that Twitter and then the, account was on fire this weekend. Yeah, they were well, they were cracking jokes. Yeah, they were kind of pulling the whole New Jersey Institute of Technology, oh, yeah, having fun were. with everything. Um, and then let's talk about Miami losing to Harvard on Friday night. So Harvard, same story. They haven't played baseball in 719 days. They go down to South Beach, Coral Gables, and and take care of business with an incredible catch to end Friday night's game, securing the win against Dimitri's Miami Hurricanes. Um, they did get smoked the next two games. Um, so, but one, if you win a game in your Harvard, especially first game oh, of the dude. season at Miami, that's a success. Going winning one in the series. Hey, you got to win down there. Coaches, coaches happy. You're having a great plane ride back to, to Boston or wherever Harvard is. Um, you know, everybody's happy. It's good vibes all around for Harvard. Um, so really happy to see the Ivy league back in action. Um, shame on them last year for canceling. 
shame on him. I'll never forgive him. Yeah, but welcome back, nerds. Yeah, welcome back, nerds. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the What's Texas. One more, one more Ivy League got to win on Friday night, I think. Columbia, I want to say. If you put a what gun to my head, I would say Columbia. I know Dartmouth got smashed by Louisville. Yeah, Brown and Cornell and Princeton all got their asses kicked. Yeah, but I want to say Columbia beat somebody, like Penn State or somebody. I don't remember. But um, Texas sweeps Alabama. And not only do they sweep Alabama, Texas's pitching rotation was lights out. They they didn't give up a run for forty two and a third inning. Forty one and two thirds innings shutout. And then Diodoto, Diodati, what's his name? Um for Alabama. Diodati for Alabama. Yeah. yeah, he hits a home run, but Texas controlled that series. It was close games. Dude. Not, not a lot of offense. It was freezing cold Friday and Saturday. But um Dude. Alabama left. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. It was over fifteen, it was fifteen to twenty runners on base. No, they they had a lot of chances to score, but they had cred- so many chances. Credit to Texas's pitching staff because those guys are some dudes, man. They're the dudes that you see in Omaha that the stage is never too big for them. They're just like they're all tatted up. They they look swaggy. I don't know. They have a lot of attitude with them. That that pitching staff is is going to be. Unbelievable all year. They're going to be good, yes. man. They're There's no weakness. They need to. They remind me a little bit of Mississippi State. Score when it matters. Two out hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get a guy in scoring position when you need to score a run. You find a way to get him in. And, and, and they're big name players. Out. They're big name players like Ivan Melendez and Trey Faltine. Like they're big name guys. They come up with some very clutch hits. They, yes, it's similar to what Tanner Allen did last year. Um, Elijah McNamee a couple years ago. Jake Mangum. Those guys were. When the when the moment's on and they get an opportunity to hit, they don't they don't miss. Yep. So I, I still think obviously we don't do top twenty five rankings anymore in eleven point seven. Sorry if that's breaking news. Hey, hey, we, we, we you want to just go ahead and let's endorse the top twenty five. I have you guys. Let's just let's endorse a top twenty five at our as a podcast. What do you mean? Like there's one the one that we that think that we, is like, we endorse it. We put our we put our stamp oh, well, approval on the the I'm D1 one baseball D1 baseball ranking is the best by far in my opinion by far like it's not the even only close. one I look at um, baseball America is a joke um, college was, baseball nation that. and baseball college nation, baseball hub yeah just they it's a lot of what is it fan <laughs> fan sourcing where they like take the fans opinions and then they rank it I don't I'm not a yeah. big fan of that um, college baseball writers association never paid attention to it. Um, I don't know. I, D1 yeah, baseball yeah. is, is We're not prime. doing it anymore. There's too damn many of them. I mean, every yeah. Monday morning, Monday afternoon, you guys, I, I see the team posting the top 25. It's like six different fucking rankings. There's too many like, rankings. With, like, with and... like one team, one, I saw one team last week with number two in a ranking, number eight in another one, a number 11. That was Notre one, Dame. Number, huh? Yes. Notre Dame was two in baseball America. In another one. And I'm like, yeah. dude, what is this shit? Long Beach State was anywhere from six to seventeen, and it's yep. just, and no, there is nobody that steps up and says this is the one. Um, now I know when ESPN broadcast games, they go off D one baseballs. Um, yeah, that's the only one we're going to use. We yeah. endorse it, and we suggest you guys to do the same. Don't waste your time on the other one. Yeah, um, but we, I mean, we did it the last three years. Top twenty five for everybody, and then mid major top twenty five. There's no, just no point similar to D one yeah. for the most. Yeah, part. they're usually pretty. Similar, but at the same time, it's just pointless. Nobody ever gives us credit. People just want to complain about it, and it doesn't matter. There's nobody that's counting on our rankings. But I'm saying if we did do a top 25 ranking, Texas would be my number one team still by far. Yeah, by far. Uh, by far. Yeah, and Tennessee, well, Tennessee would be up there too. Um, NC State's another team. Besides those three, I don't I mean, know if Stan- I mean, Stanford is starting yeah. to creep into my top five. Yeah, Stanford. If, I mean, if I were to be making a ranking, I would, we just care about the mid-major ranking. That's the only one we're going to do from here on out, guys. In bottom ten, we're yeah. not doing top twenty-five anymore. Yeah. Um. But speaking of, what was I going to say? Oh, 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 oh. So speaking of Stanford, they just pulled off a very, very impressive performance at the Carbach Round Rock Classic. It was Stanford, Arkansas, Lafayette, and or sorry, Louisiana University of Louisiana Raging Cajuns, 
and Indiana. Yep. Stanford was the only team to go three and zero. And I'm actually going to live check the scores here. For actually, I'm going to let Stoney oh, do it while I talk. Yeah, please yep. look up Louisiana. Louisiana was beating Arkansas three to one in the fifth the last time I looked. Um, and so yep. if that if update Arkansas is now up five to three in the bottom of the eighth. That happened quickly. Yep. Arkansas leading. Arkansas yes. can score quickly. So it looks like Stanford's going to be three and zero. Arkansas will be two and one. Lafayette zero and three, and Indiana one and two. I told you guys Indiana is going to win one of those games. I said it on the podcast. Um, they're they're too good to not to not win one of those games. But um, too bad we weren't able to watch any of this because Flow Sports is charging thirty dollars a month. For, uh, for people to watch their broadcast. $30 a month? Someone DM'd us. Someone DM'd the Twitter and was like, should I buy a Flow Sports? I literally responded, no. No, <laughs> I, I'll I'll give them credit. They, they sponsored the podcast last year and they gave us a free account and it was good for a year. So last week we got to watch it. We got to watch the games on Flow Sports and it expired on Tuesday and it asked if I wanted to renew. And I said, no shot. Absolutely Thir- Thirty dollars a month. What is ESPN Plus like? Four ninety nine. I think it's five ninety nine now or six ninety nine or something. Sure, and well, it's it's a better product. It's a better product. There's way more and games dude, to choose from. Can I ask you quick? After the first three or four weeks of the season, it's flow sports irrelevant, right? Yeah, they, like they do the big tournaments. Flow, they do the showcase yeah, or show- the Texas tournaments, and yeah. they have very little coverage outside of that. Yeah. They get a few. Some mid-major teams, but not a lot. Hey Ben, someone just re- responded to the Twitter says Simo is five and one. There you go. Congrats. Congrats. No, they're not. Still- no, they're not. I looked up Simo's record. What what did you put? Or I told you to fix Simo. Did you not fix I it? <laughs> I have four and one. Yeah, I told you they were. I said Simo's five and one. You said okay, Simo five and one. Got it. You just never changed it. <laughs> well, Philip Lady. Thanks for the um. Thanks for the clarification there. We yeah. I fucked it up. All good. It's all good. Um, but yeah. So Stanford looked really good this weekend. Took care of business in the Carbot Classic in Round Rock. Um, that's a team, man. I told you guys they were they were one of my favorites to make it to Omaha. That sophomore and freshman class from last year they had that went to Omaha, um, pretty much all came back, and it, it, it's a team that has what the pieces that are needed to make a deep postseason push. Um, so Arkansas is still a little surprising to me this year. I mean, everybody knows they lost to Illinois State opening day last week, and they ended up winning the next two, but it was close. And Illinois State's a good program. They're ranked in our mid-major top 25. But, you know, they struggled, I guess, for six innings against Louisiana today, and then they lost 5 nothing to Stanford. Is that right? Was it? Yes. Is that the score? W- Williams, the lefty for Stanford, absolutely diced them up. He diced their asses up. He had 10Ks through five innings. Just their, shut up. Their offense doesn't have the like nuclear activity that it had last year where they had 75 home runs and like yeah, which 50, is surprising or 30 games or something. Yeah. When I was like looking your offense. When I was looking at their team this year, coming back, I said, wow, the offense is no question marks. It's the pitching staff, especially with Peyton Paulette being out for the whole year with Tommy yep. John a week before the season. I was like, man, their pitching staff's going to struggle. Um, that's the big question mark. But honestly, pitching has been fine. Connor mm-hmm. Nolan has stepped into a Friday night role and has looked really good. I know they lost Friday night last week, but um, yeah, the, the offense just hasn't clicked yet. And I don't know. I, I imagine they're going to get rolling here pretty soon. Hitting is streaky, but two full weeks of not having really any kind of explosion on offense is kind of it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. That's a good way to put it. It's weird. Um, do you guys want to go over a weekend pick them, or do you want me just to not mention it? We can. We can. We, we can, can go, go over it. I did well. Yeah, Stony did well. I did well. Dimitri did awful. Fine. I didn't Trash. do awful. I did poorly. What'd you go? Two and four? Yeah. Yeah. Two and four is not <laughs> That's awful. That's terrible. What two are you talking about? Awful. You lost the weekend. You lost the weekend. Um, so, and I, I'm pretty sure I told you to quit switching, and that was the problem. In fact, I wonder what you would have went if you did not switch those three. Um, so you originally Wait, had yeah, UNC. Tell me, tell me. 
No, no, you, no never mind. Do you have you had no Grand Canyon? You switched. That would have wow. So that's actually one of your two wins. You switched, and then you had TCU, but you switched to Nebraska. That was a loss. Yeah, so not not terrible. I would have went. But, I would have. I evened out. It didn't make a difference. Yeah, but to recap the the six big weekend series, we already talked about um, Texas and Alabama. Now, you were the only one to pick Alabama, Dimitri, and honestly, they they were way more competitive than I thought. I, I will I, say, I literally, I mean, dude, they were they were a couple swings away from winning a game, and then who knows what if they would have won a game, what their mindset is on the other two, whatever. They're so, going to give the SEC a lot of problems this year. They're, they're going to hang the around in every in the game. West. They are mm-hmm. not the sixth best team in the West. Um, but. East Carolina, North Carolina. That one just wrapped up a couple, maybe about an hour ago for game three. North Carolina won the first two games, and then East Carolina won game three tonight. And Stoney and I both had North Carolina, and then Dimitri, you and Des had East Carolina. But they, they, they looked dead. Yeah, we tweeted about it too. We said East Carolina, this East Carolina team is dead. They looked pitiful the first two games they against North so Carolina. They looked man. They looked like a mid-major team. Which is we haven't seen in a while from that program, and they they just didn't have any kind of pitching depth, and the offense like couldn't handle velo. It was very concerning. But um, North Carolina just lost their first game of the season, so now I think there's 22 undefeated teams left, if I'm not mistaken. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Oh, there's only eighteen left. According, yeah, yeah, according to this. Wow. Okay. Um, the second series was <laughs> it's laugh out loud funny. It's bad to me about this series because I I said it and I want to say Des or maybe Stony said it on Thursday night's podcast as well. The moment that all four of us picked Louisiana Tech to win that oh, series, we knew it. It was over with. This has never happened on the show. Anytime we agree on. Like last year, for example, we would have a guest picker come on every week. And anytime, oh, by the way, th- speaking of guest picker, you guys will be excited for Thursday. Yes, we have an incredible one of the one of the most favorable guys in baseball. Most in electric general. guys. Yeah, um, he's coming on. So that's a little teaser for later this week. But anytime all of us agree on something, you just know the opposite is going to happen. There was two lane fans chirping us before the series. And I kept telling him, listen, this is good news for you guys. Listen, like, this is a good thing. We all picked Louisiana Tech. You should love <laughs> a that. great thing. It's guaranteed. And, and Louisiana Tech won Friday very handily. Oh, oh I thought it, it was over. After Louisiana I mean, Tech won Friday, I was like, with a wrap. Yeah, it's at Louisiana I, Tech. Ben, and then, you texted me. You were like, how's, how's the pick and looking? And I was like, oh, Louisiana Tech won. So-and-so, mm-hmm. Louisiana Tech, you can smark it as a win. And sure, fucking enough. Sure, damn enough. They just had to get swept in a doubleheader. Because I saw the doubleheader, I was like, oh, perfect. Split. Nobody sweeps doubleheaders. You know, split. you always split. Unbelievable. Unreal. And, and tip our cap to Tulane, man. They um, they ended up winning both games today. And now they have a big one next week. We teased a little bit. But Mississippi State does go to Tulane next week. And they do. what is Tulane, 6-1 and one now? I believe yeah. so, yep. Wow. Yeah. Um, they, they look like a strong ball club, the smacking the stickers on the wall. Is, they're fun. Slapping the wall, doing all the fun stuff. Now, too bad, too bad Altoff is not there. I know. Brayden Altoff, one of our all time favorites. Um, the Tulane main Twitter account and the Tulane baseball account chirped us today. It did. They, they in sure fact, did. They, in they fact, took a screenshot. They took a screenshot of our weekend pick em and posted it with a little emoji with you know the thinking face emoji mm-hmm. and and no words were said but they they wanted everybody to know that follows Tulane baseball that we're a bunch of jabronis that picked against them and hey go ahead i know what you're going to say i'm going to say the same thing so go ahead 4 years ago 2019 ben we were begging for team to interact with us, to talk shit with us, to cheer with us, to be excited with us. Nobody gave a shit about us. Nobody cared about 11 points. We had an ugly logo. We tweeted some ridiculous thing. Look at that thing. Just <laughs> take a moment. I have a, mo- I have a coffee that mug for the listeners. logo I've ever seen in my life, Ben. I think you built that on logo.com or something. No, I built it on Canvas or Canva or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
ugly logo. Nobody interacted with us. We, we, we were excited. We were giddy when someone would like a tweet or whatever. We've got Tulane roasting us, calling our asses out because we didn't pick their team. And you know what? I'm not even mad about it. I'm no, kind of like, can't let's go. Let's, I love it. Yeah. Like, dude, I want more people to talk shit with us. Yeah. Um, and obviously now that we've grown a lot, there's a lot of team accounts that follow 11.7 and interact with us. Um, during the regionals last year, New Jersey Institute of Technology, they loved us. Um, Liberty's been in our DMs, um, sending us those videos and things like that. Um, I mean, speaking of teams, speaking of teams right now, Murray State Racers Baseball just quoted the tweet and put the sunglass emoji. So that's for the mid-major poll. I would say if I had to put a number, 30 to 40% of Division I baseball teams follow us. You think so? Yeah, I would say what would – so 10% would be 30. Oh. I mean, that's 30% would be what? 90? 50% of the 150. So about 100 teams, 33% 90, of the 100. 90 would be around there. Yeah, so, maybe I mean, no, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, I think maybe, we're in the 60, maybe 50, 50, maybe 50, maybe we're really good at math here. <laughs> you know what's crazy? The, there's only one SCC team that follows us on Twitter. Can I take a guess of who it is? Stony is it go Ke- first, and then you can get you can correct him. It's probably Ole Miss. No, I think it's Kentucky. It is Kentucky. Okay. okay. Kentucky, they, they, I think it was last year, they, they just started interacting with our shit and and like they're the only team everybody else is too big league for us no dude there's some teams that interact with us cal baptist does a lot no, grand canyon SEC, does a lot SEC. oh oh they're too big league for us right now yeah no i, I can't think Georgia, of i know Georgia? i know texas a&m's favorited a few of our tweets and okay uh, okay favorited whatever i mean um alabama favorite some of ours too this weekend mm-hmm. but i'm trying to think like actually like DM or retweet. Oh, or dude, no, just... no, no, no. Back in 2019, Tennessee, when we were the first on the scene to call Tennessee to be a real contender. Oh, dude, we were Tennessee loved us. And I want to say Tennessee might have unfollowed us after that. But um, <laughs> anyways, enough of the small talk. None of that matters. Yeah, we're, we're growing a little bit. <laughs> People are respecting us more. But I love the Tulane tweet or the I Tulane love chirp. Love just it. Yep. let us hear oh. it. If we're wrong, let us hear it. Um, Wow. Okay. So my next segment here, would you guys rather have Wake Forest's offense or as I should say, Rake Forest or Tulane's offense or wow, not Tulane, Tennessee's offense, because both of them are booming baseballs right now. Give me, give me Tennessee only because it's in my head. They're all, they're rent free in my head. Everyone's saying Wake Forest field is too small. Wake Forest field this, Wake Forest field that. You know, I want to say Wake Forest, I want to say seven of their nine starters are hitting above 380. It's just got Dude, they're raking. That's what I'm saying. But, like, I'm telling you, these people are in my head saying that their field is too small, whatever. So that's why I'm taking Tennessee. But at the same time, they're both good. They're both really, really damn good. Yeah. Um, but the, the surprising thing with, with Wake Forest and I'll, I'll, and, two, or, and I keep saying Tulane, Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. The the crazy thing about both of those teams <laughs> Hold is on. what did you just do? I just hit my forehead. You know, I got to wake up a little bit. It's almost midnight here. At least but you look good at midnight. That's what I'm saying. We're in a suit. Yeah. Um, but both of those teams, we kind of knew we're going to have good offenses going into the season. We previewed both of them in our second episode, maybe our third episode this year. Uh, but we didn't we didn't think their pitching staffs were going to be very good. And I, I'll say this: Tennessee's pitching staff has been straight up dominant. Um, they it's good they to see look you. incredible. Tennessee's yeah. one of my Omaha eight picks for just wait, season, hey, so not just a big wait deal. Until that weather warms up, Lindsey Nelson is going to be rocking again. It, you guys it, remember it. last year? I mean, oh, damn. dude, the ball was Evan flying. Russell, Grand Slam. That place was just shaking. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the Gilbert one. But Tennessee, I mean, dude, I, I want to see them win the SEC East before we say anything too much about Tennessee because you know we know how the SEC schedule did. But we all think the SEC East is a little down this year, no? Mm, we I don't know. Georgia looks really good. And, Florida's and of course good. Georgia's good. Vanderbilt's you know cream of the crop. South Carolina, I don't know if South Carolina's even lost a game yet. All right, they so maybe it's one. just me. I think the SEC East is down. 
No, it's definitely down. If I had to go, if it was an east versus west. Wait, do you think it's down because Mississippi State doesn't look so hot right now? No, I think it's down because I don't think Vandy looks as good as they have in recent years. I mean, years. of course, they lost. I mean, yeah. And Vandy they're, the, lost. they're the standard for the SEC East, so that's, that's how the standard I'm measuring it on that. They are the standard in the East. Arkansas probably down a little bit as well. Yeah, I think Ole Miss, down. I think Ole Miss, I, I, they're still my pick. Ole Miss looks Ole Miss good. is my pick still to win the SEC. Mm. I haven't played anybody yet. I mean, dude. Okay, who the Tennessee just got done playing Iona, the worst team in America. <laughs> who do you mean played anybody? I mean, That's Mississippi true. State played Northern Kentucky this weekend, so it's a really tough program to play against, especially mm-hmm. on a Friday night. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all right, we got I, we I, got three more. We got wait, we gotta we gotta move this along. We we have three more weekend series left. Uh, Grand Canyon, UC Irvine. I I ended up watching a lot of this series just because it was on at 10 p.m. Eastern, and I was I was awake. Irvine wins the series, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they swept, right? They swept. No, Irvine lost today with the tying run on second base in the ninth. They lost five four, but oh, they were that. on. They were close. Yeah, so Irvine wins two out of three. Uh, we saw them lose After- two out of three last week at Louisiana Lafayette. So good bounce back win there. Yep. But all of the games were close, weren't they? All three of them were, were one or two run really, games. Really close. Really close. Mm-hmm. And dude, speaking of Grand Canyon, they just came off. Beating the shit, beating Arizona's ass. They beat their ass nineteen to three on Wednesday. Nineteen to three, and they, they used Irvine all the runs a little bit. That's a real thing, Stony. Using your runs. No, I know it's a thing. You hate oh, dude, using it's, it's, so it's, many it's, runs. It's a real thing with Arizona. Yes, um, and then Sam Houston State versus Dallas Baptist. Dallas Baptist sweeps the series, and it's such a shame because I was I was riding high on Sam Houston after they won three out of four against Nebraska opening weekend and then beat Oklahoma State in the midweek. I said, wow, this team is the real deal. They're going to win it all. Um, and Dallas Baptist going into the, the weekend, they were one and three. They lost midweek against te- uh, Texas Tech, and they lost two out of three to Southeast Missouri the weekend SEMO. before. SEMO. So I, I called it before this, the – I called it before the weekend. I said, this is a contender versus pretender series. If Dallas Baptist can bounce back and win the series, they're, they're a contender. They just had a bad week. But if they lose, they're an absolute pretender. But they, they, they proved me wrong. I picked Sam Houston. You guys, three of you guys all picked Dallas Baptist. And although they were pretty close games, Dallas Baptist never was any Dallas kind of jeopardy. The team. Yes, they were the better team. But, I still think Sam Houston State is a top 25 midweek team. Or not, well, not midweek. Top 25 mid-major team. There and we is. have them, I want to say, right at 24 or right at 25. If I'm them. not mistaken. They, they, they're good, man. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to be fine. They're going to be just fine. Right. Um, last series here was a was a blowout. It was a sweep. Uh, Dimitri, shame on you for picking Nebraska. But TCU <laughs> handled business, man, from start to finish. I'm sorry, dude. I'm embarrassed that I picked Nebraska. I truly am embarrassed. Well, you picked TCU, and then at the last minute, you I switched know. to Nebraska. I yeah. tried to get cute with my picks. I literally, like, if you if I had money on it, I would have taken TCU. That makes sense. Yes. I would If I had money on it, I, would t- I tried to get cute with it, and Nebraska looks like shit. I have a new team to win the Big Ten. Who is it? The Terps. The Turtlemen. You like Maryland. They look really good. I mean, it's early, but okay. They swept Baylor, and then look at Baylor, Baylor bounced this weekend. Yeah, Baylor bounced back this week. Beat Duke. What did Baylor do this weekend? Beat Duke. They beat Duke two out of three. Yep, and they they beat them pretty good for the most part. And then Maryland went and Ben. We both know. We all know Campbell is a pretty good team. Yeah, Maryland Maryland handled them with ease. This did weekend. they sweep? Did they sweep they Campbell? They wow, and and. Maryland played somebody. Oh, they sw- did they sweep Baylor too? Oh, mm-hmm. We already went over that. I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. It yeah. just came back to me. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm looking at all, all of our all of our Twitter mentions and stuff. Um, but yeah. So I mean, Iowa. Iowa had a loud weekend. They kind of were at, at this weekend. They, I think they went one and two or something. But dude, I mean, I don't think well, Indiana. Indiana is not going to. I don't think it's time to hit the panic button on Nebraska yet. But. Yeah, tough start of the season for, I mean, for a hey, team that hey, was think, three outs think, away from going to a super regional. Yeah, think about the Big Ten might actually be pretty decent this year. Nebraska, Michigan. Michigan's been playing pretty well. Iowa looks pretty good. Maryland looks good. Indiana 
Mm-hmm. We all know Indiana will always be good. They're going to be good every year, whether they're a super regional team or maybe a three seed in a regional team. That's their kind of area they're always falling into. Right. I mean, the, the Big Ten could be pretty competitive this year. Yeah, no doubt. Um, well, that pretty much wraps up the weekend. Let's do this. Let's do a um, maybe a 15, 20-minute segment on midweek games. I have them pulled up. You guys just let me know if the game interests you or not, okay? So Texas Tech at Dallas Baptist, a rematch from last Tuesday. Um, instead of it being at Texas Tech, it's at Dallas Baptist. Doesn't this kind of scream revenge game for Dallas Baptist now that they got their mojo back coming off a sweep against Sam Houston? Bats are starting to heat up. Now they're at their home place and not playing in, in Lubbock in the middle of nowhere. Do you guys kind of see a Dallas Baptist win here, or do you think Texas Tech's going to just handle them once again? I can see it going the other way as well with the Texas Tech statement kind of win. It's a confirmation win as opposed to I think just, I just think, a win. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think that'd I be a confirmation that Texas Tech is good. Yeah, and DBU fair. is still the smaller school in that situation with the mm-hmm. less less talent uh, in the recruiting prospect pool and all that kind of stuff. So mm, that's that's debatable. I, they can get the same kind of content. Uh, they get the same level if they tried harder, or if they had more money and all that kind of stuff. I think Texas Tech kind of draws yeah. in the. Higher prospects hey, due to Omaha runs. Can we can we back up real quick here? Sure. Let's put this thing NC, in reverse. Do you think NC State is like the most? Okay, you have to consider the whole Tommy White fanat craziness. But I think NC State is one of the most fun teams to watch. Yes. Um, Yes. I mean, they I have mean, Sam Heifel, who's a stud on the mound. Devontae Brown. Devontae Brown, Brown hitting leadoff. Dude, their, their lineup, Devontae Brown hitting leadoff, and then um, Tommy White. Too Tommy well. White hitting right after. What a one-two punch. Then Just they get have punched that, to the mouth from the start of the game. That, they have that Dominic Pilali transfer Pilali. from Charlotte. Yeah, and they also he have played. JT Jarrett, who's a really good player. Hey, one of my favorite names, Lou Jane. Groover the third. He had a walk-off bomb against Quinnipiac. The walk-off home run. He's hitting 459 with a homer. Devontae Brown, 361. Tommy White, 588. Dominic Pilali, 346 with two bombs. Another guy. Oh, he's only got he's only got nine ABs. 364 from Josh Hood. I mean, this team, this team is excited. Yeah, they're playing pissed off. They're they're playing. Like they're they're trying to send a message to the NCAA, and they I had mean, a damn. they had a big comeback win against Quinnipiac on Saturday. So game one and of the doubleheader, it looks so easy. Uh huh. There's no seven, easy outs on that lineup. I mean, and, and we're talking about a freshman being a staple in their lineup already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild, wild times to be a Wolfpack fan. I know we have a lot mm-hmm. listening here. A uh, few other games in the midweek. East Carolina goes to Duke. Two teams that lose two out of three this weekend, but uh, always a good rivalry there and, and really good talent. Uh, I'll tell you guys a game Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to be at Florida State comes to Mercer. Flor- Alex Terrell is going to play on a field that's 300 feet, maybe 290 to right field. Dude, I need a player prop. Alex Terrell over one and a half home run. I, I'm, I'm going to be at the game and I'm going to go to batting practice before the game and I'm going to stand out in the parking lot in right field and, and i'm not kidding like he's gonna hit balls in the parking lot i'll film it I, i'm not joking it's it's not too far it's probably about 380 feet to the parking lot he's gonna put him halfway across the parking lot in right field up on the hill it, it, it's gonna be a sight to see but mercer seven and one this year shout out to america's team i know dimitri hates when i say that but <laughs> mercer the mercer bears are america's team everybody knows that nobody hates the bears Good team, seven and one. They lose today. And Florida State lost their midweek this past week, correct? They did. They lost to Jacksonville, who the Dolphins are high up in our mid-major poll. You guys go check that out. The uh, the, the few other games that I'm really interested hey, in. I don't know. If, I think this might have slipped under your radar, guy. You know who's really really bad this year? Arizona State. I was just about to say Oklahoma goes to Arizona State. But Arizona State looks lost in the mountain. Dude, on the mound. they won two out of three against Dixie State, and Dixie State is a borderline bottom ten team. Do you know where Dixie do... State is located? 
what state? Yes, is it's in Utah. It's in okay. Utah. All right. Thought, thought I might stump and someone they, here. And then they get swept, swept by BYU. And they lost 19 to 3 on Sunday. Yep. To finish a sweep. Gross. Man, yeah, they look lost okay. on the mound. Imagine losing the first two to BYU if you're Arizona State. Then you get your shit kicked in 19 to 3 on Sunday. Awful. That's 6 a.m. conditioning on Monday morning. They so, and so Oklahoma State goes to Arizona State for two. They play Tuesday and Wednesday. And Oklahoma State's offense is really dang good. And they might put up double digits both games. They should put up double-digit runs in both games. But, again, Oklahoma State struggled last – or not struggled, I'm sorry. They lost their last midweek as well to Sam Houston. So, I don't know. It'll, It'll be, be interesting. Oklahoma State – Took two out of three. Randy lost, and then they beat they beat the brakes off Rice State twenty six three. So I mean, oh, like, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. They, they put, put up twenty six runs, and and it today. wasn't even viral on Twitter. People just kind of accepted it. Um. <laughs> so I mean, Oklahoma State fine. I, I think Sam Houston State's gonna be a good team. Too. No, no, no. Listen to this. So I, Texas goes to Sam Houston State. They go to Huntsville seven thirty Eastern um, on Tuesday. I saw a promotion where it was the first. Either 400 or the first 600 fans that show up to the Sam Houston Stadium, they get free crawfish. And it's that's their way in, at Sam Houston of saying, like, please come to the game and support our baseball team in the biggest game of the year against number one Texas. We will give you free free crawfish. And crawfish is not cheap right now. It is very expensive. With, is it really? Oh, my God. It's like the most expensive it's ever been. I love crawfish. A lot of people love it. If you don't love it, it means you haven't tried it. You haven't eaten a good batch. But, yeah, free crawfish, first 400 or maybe 600 fans or students that come to the game. They want that place to be rowdy. That's a that's a sneak-up spot right there. Sam Houston can can go midweek last week, beating number four Oklahoma State. Midweek this week, beating, beating number one Texas. I can see it already. Hey, if I really want to see what the betting line is on this game. I would say Texas minus no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that game. Let me tell you this game. Wait, what do you mean you're not talking about this game? This another game. Oh, you just turned the page on me. Okay, go ahead. No, I thought we were kind of like wrapping that game up, flipping the script. I mean, Ben, go ahead and finish. Go ahead I, I was going to say the the betting line for the Texas Sam Houston game is probably Texas minus three twenty and and Sam Houston plus two fifty. That would be my guess. Okay. Sounds about right. I would hammer Sam Houston plus 250. Way too much value there. <laughs> but, that, of course, State. I haven't won a bet in forever. I, so I, I would take the Texas State. minus 320. <laughs> minus 320 run? No. Jesus, Demetrius. Yes. Go on. <laughs> no. Dixie State goes to Arizona. Does Arizona score 15 plus? No doubt. Uh, oh. No doubt, dude. Dixie State is trash, and Arizona can really hit. So, over under sixteen. And I guarantee half. the over under in that game could be like eleven and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at Arizona's um, games this year. They scored eight, fourteen, thirteen, fourteen, nine, nine, and eight. The one game they lost, they lost nineteen to three against Grand Canyon. So they only scored three there. But uh, yeah, this team mashes, and Dixie State gives up a ton of runs. Let me let me just read you their scores. Hey. Page not um, found. Dixie State is not on D1 Baseball's site. <laughs> Hold on, that <laughs> can't sense. be true. It literally just told me page not found. Yep, page not found. It's not a real team. Dixie State's not a real team. <laughs> they killed them. They killed them off. Um, the only other midweek game, though, that I'm interested in is... Wait, hold on. I was, okay, go ahead. Let's see if it's uh, the same one I was going to bring up. Long Beach State at UCLA. Ding, ding, ding. Can Should Long Beach State bounce back after getting swept and humbled against Sac State? Is this, a, be ready. this a look ahead game for UCLA since they're going to Houston? Yeah, and they're going Baylor, Oklahoma, Texas um, right after that. I don't know if it's a look ahead game just because they they know they can't take Long Beach State lightly, and it is a you know cross town or not even town, but they're very close to each other, the schools, and probably know the kids. Probably same kids recruited to both places. You want it? If I was going to put ten dollars on a game on an underdog this week. Hey, Stoney knows this. Grambling doesn't it doesn't play around when they go to Mississippi State. They're no. always around for the first six or seven innings, every single time. 
my counter to that is Chris Lamonis has not lost a midweek game at Mississippi State. Yeah, and dude, Grambling mm-hmm. is awful. What, what are we talking they're, about? They're, here? No, they're they're atrocious. They're absolutely atrocious. And but Jackson Christos here, I'll, I'll, midweek guy. I'll tell you how bad Grambling is. So I watched correctly. What, that Grambling right? always plays Mississippi State kind of tough for the first six or seven innings. Is it Grambling or is it is it Southern? Oh, it's usually Southern that plays us tougher. Am I thinking of Southern? Yeah. Grambling usually has a good first two innings, and then after that it falls apart. Every every shitty team, when you come out throwing lollipops at 75 miles an hour. The problem with Mississippi State, though, is that they can't hit a fastball under 90 miles an hour right now. They can't. (laughs) Because they've been so used to seeing 93 and up. And, oh stop that cannot be an oh, and then they're coming in and they're throwing 87 <laughs> over was, the plate stop it's the weirdest it. thing that no, was no, such no. A, go watch go watch the was, games because that was such a we're better than everybody else Dimitri, just go that that is a that is what the cockiest kid on the team says whenever he gets out he's like the kids throwing too slow i'm not used to it no, okay man i'm just saying if you go watch the games they can't hit anything under 90 and then a kid came in and started throwing 91 92 and they immediately started hitting the fastball it was the weirdest thing maybe the hey. kid that throws 91 92 throws it right down the middle and he sucks it's hey. possible but i'm just saying they can't hit anything under 90 miles an hour yeah. right now and it's a little concerning dude they'll be fine they yeah, can they'll be fine. 88 mile an hour fastball stop. stop logan tanner looks great i, I believe everything's fine <laughs> hey duke duke and east carolina played did you see that one ben Demetri, we just talked about this. We, we, yep. That was like the first one. <laughs> Did we really? Yeah, yes. I, I said that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I think Southeastern Louisiana beats Tulane on Tuesday. Look ahead game for Tulane. One hundred percent. This is a sandwich spot for Tulane right here. And Big yeah. wins against La Tech, and then they have Mississippi State the next weekend. Yep. Sandwich spot. I love that. Southeastern Louisiana at home against Tulane. Love it. I mean, everything else looks like baloney. Ooh, hey. Upstate at Clemson. Hey, Clemson's really good this year. They are good. They're really good this year. I forgot to bring that up. Apologies to all the Clemson fans out there that are listening. I don't even know if we have They look really good. But this is the first time since we've started the podcast where Clemson looks – very very good they yep. they looked awful last year and the year before that so shout out to clemson they dude there's something about clemson stadium that's so cool to me how they have stands in the, the outfield track? well they have the bleachers in the outfield and left field and then they have the um cajun corner or something in right uh-huh. field and then their outfield slopes up like a little hill on the warning tracks you know that right yeah it's like their football stadium yeah, and and wow, dude! When have, Clemson's good at baseball, when Clemson's good track. at baseball, it just makes the game a lot better. But wow, they put up twenty. They won twenty-eight to three yesterday in game two of the doubleheader, and so they they outscored them forty-one to they they outscored Hartford forty-one to six in the doubleheader yesterday. Um, but they also put up nine runs and nineteen runs against Indiana, which is very impressive. So it is. Hey Ben. Wouldn't wouldn't it be nice to just be a team like Michigan and just go down to FIU for the weekend in Miami, play a series, and then oh we'll just stay we'll just stay in South Florida. We'll go up to Boca and play FAU Tuesday and Wednesday. Yep, and they have it all mapped out. And then we'll go to Greenville, North Carolina, play a little tournament. No, we don't have to go to class. Ever since they made that World Series, you know they they finished in second in the College World Series. They get to do whatever they want now. Five no thing. Five-year pass. Hey, I know this is looking ahead a little too much, but I'm looking at Clemson's schedule, and my favorite weekend series is coming up this not to tease next or tomorrow uh, Thursday's episode, but Clemson at South Carolina, mm-hmm. and then Clemson versus South Carolina neutral site, and then South Carolina at Clemson. That three-game series is this coming up weekend. My favorite baseball series of the year, and I have no ties to either one of those schools. I just love how they play home, home, and neutral. It's the best. Good yeah. series. Good series. Uh, other other than that, guys, any other closing thoughts before that I forget anything? Um, are there any storylines I forgot? Because if I do, I apologize. It's late here. Hey, it just hit midnight. Hey, shout out to the catcher from um, Fordham. No. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yes, fun. Fordham. Andy Simo from Fordham took a face full of dugout wall <laughs> and just went full. You know when you play video games like MLB The Show or whatever the baseball game is, dive into the wall and you fall. dive just for fun into a wall? He legitimately did that trying to catch a foul ball. And it was incredible. ended up dropping it. But if he would, if he, if he would have caught it, it would have been the greatest catch in baseball history. Forget Willie awesome. Mays over the shoulder. This Talk would have been, dude, just grit. took a bite out of the, the, the dugout fence. And wow. But Andy Simo, I wanted to give him a shout out. I'm putting him on the Golden Spikes watch list <laughs> right now. He's hitting 250. Doesn't matter. He, he gives max team. effort. The all grit team. Dude, gives max effort. I love him. We need to get him on the podcast. Um, La- um, other than that, man, let's wrap it up. We're an hour and five minutes. It's I got a shout out here. Shout you out. A shout out. Uh, Nolan Davos from Davidson through eight shutout innings, had like 13 Ks, uh, career high. And then I believe yesterday, Saturday, the starter threw like another seven innings with 14 Ks. Has Just- Davidson, has Davidson um, acknowledged you yet? Oh, yeah. I got like half the team just following, liking up a storm, DMing me and all that kind of stuff. So shout out to Davidson boys. Are you getting any gear coming? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're working on it. They're Do they, can to... they afford Can they afford to give away a shirt? I don't know, but I, I offered to pay, to pay for one. I want to wear one on the, on the I show. I knew, I, knew but, you were, uh, I knew you were going to possibly have to pay. I offered. So they haven't confirmed anything yet, but my guys are working it. So shout out to David hey, Wildcats. They look good. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about Fordham. I don't. No. They don't. <laughs> they don't acknowledge they... me. It, it's like the. It's like the the girl that you love that just won't acknowledge you. That's me and Fordham right now. So your heart, you're 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 chasing, and it's just not yeah. working. Hey, no, how about Stephson's ice cream hat? Oh yes. Oh, that's solid. Hey, mini yeah, baseball helmets for ice cream are the best. Every she, every yeah. team should do it. Marketing idea right now. In there. Throw some yeah, dip and uh, in the baseball helmet. Those are that's incredible. the best marketing idea of all time. I'm glad that college baseball finally is adopting that. Shout out Stetson. Every every college should do it at their baseball games because those things sell like crazy. Ooh, ooh, one more shout out. Pitcher <laughs> from Quinnipiac. Carter, po- I don't know how you pronounce the name. Pori, 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 Pori. Pori. Rex Specs. Dude was <laughs> rocking an all blue uniform head to toe, rocking specs with his hat about 43, 45 degrees to the side. Fernando so Rodney good. style. So good. With specs. And he is whiter than white. Hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely so funny. So funny, dude. Like go get go get a tan. Yeah, it's my right. favorite my favorite reply to that picture was I wonder how many super likes on Tinder he's gotten with that picture. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, dude. Got yeah. Dude, it's on our it. Instagram if you haven't seen it. So yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to think see anything else that we forgot from this weekend. Um Ben, you kicked my ass in trivia on the Apollo um charity stream. Yep. I took a early three nothing lead. Everybody in the Twitch was hyping me up in the chat, and then Ben just <laughs> I want to say I won nineteen to eleven. No, it was like nineteen to twelve. Twelve. Yeah, nineteen twelve. <laughs> hey, that extra point matters. Smoked them. Um, but I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Let's wrap this thing up. I'm I'm tired. I need to still edit this podcast. Yep. I'm done running five a.m. miles. Not doing that anymore. I'm done wearing this stupid suit. If you guys have any suggestions <laughs> on my next punishment, let me know. In fact, put it in the YouTube comments if you made it this far. Um, but. That dude, that wraps it up. I'm done with tonight. I'm I'm ready for midweeks. I'm ready for this next weekend. Y'all take care. See ya. Peace out, guys.